I am here. I, I just want to make sure that everyone can talk. This is our first time doing it. Um, Ariel, you're, you're, you're live. Can you hear us? Yeah. Hey, welcome, Ariel. You're trying to speak. Hey, oh, there it's it goes. A, it's been a while since we've talked, Ariel. How have you been? Pretty good. I've been working on the uh, monthly challenge. It's actually going a lot better than I thought, so pretty pumped. Man, this month's monthly challenge was one of my toughest, for sure. I <laughs> I just was not confident at all in this month, but I'm glad that you're finding some success with it. Uh, so yeah, uh, the, the format of this is kind of just going to be anybody can talk, anybody can hang out, uh, and anybody can ask questions. If you have a question, just feel free to speak up and hang out, and yeah, we'll do that thing. Feel free to turn on your face cam as well if you have one, and let's, let's get to this. I have a question. So I don't know if anybody else saw the uh, UE5 demo that dropped today on YouTube. Yes. Uh, there's some really impressive things going on there. But the question that I have, the thing that I wonder about is like, where does middleware like Wise fit into all of the new tech that is supposedly a part of the engine? Like they talk about, um, they were talking about having like convolution reverb in the engine itself and like recording stuff in the location. Like we recorded these sounds in a cave and then we put them in the game and blah, blah, blah. And I just don't, and I don't understand where like Wise follows suit with new technology in terms of how it, if it's already in the engine, where what place does middleware have, you know, in that sort of thing and things, you know, stuff like that. Sure. Uh, convolution reverb, something that has existed in Wise for a handful of years, ten maybe, six, eight, mm -hmm. and this idea of spatial audio, things like geometric reflections, like again, all exist within Wise. Diffraction, obstruction, occlusion, like all these kind of fun and fancy tricks that we're able to pull off now that we have kind of the rendering power and capacity. Mm -hmm. And so to answer your question, I think, you know, these technologies run in parallel, right? And it's ultimately a developer's choice whether they stick with what Unreal Audio has to offer versus something like uh, an audio middleware package. And again, the, the reason you would choose between the two is, is probably a matter of features, workflow, and price. And I think when you do that comparison across the different audio options that are available, that becomes a really personal story that you have to tell. It really depends on what your game is trying to accomplish, at what scale, what the number of contributors let's say to the audio team or to the audio efforts are, and some things scale better than others. Some have features that others don't. Some have a workflow that might be better suited for a certain type of development. And so these are the kind of different choices that would, you know, that someone in audio would, would be faced with if they were making that decision. So effectively, if they, if someone decided they didn't want or have a need specifically for middleware this kind of gives them more options than ever if they wanted to just stick to in-engine sound design what's awesome is that there are options in every walk of this audio engine life right sure and in some place you can make direct comparisons you can do the apples to apples in some mm -hmm. places it's going to be apples to oranges right and i think that What's exciting is probably the ability to choose. Mm -hmm. I really value that opportunity as a technical sound designer during my time. 
you know, to weigh that value proposition. And so from there, it just gets, you know, some of it might be personal preference. Some of it might actually be legitimate. You know, this feature set exists. And so we're going to leverage it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist over here or it's not robust enough or it doesn't have X, Y, or Z. So we'll just go all in with that. But I love the stuff that Unreal is doing. My favorite example is that Travis Scott Fortnite thing that went down a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Did you guys see that? I wish I knew what you were talking about. I have no idea. It was the live show, right, that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what was really interesting about that, right, is that a couple weeks before that, Aaron McLaren, who's the lead audio programmer, senior audio programmer, audio programmer that overlord. That is such a cool name. <laughs> he gave a presentation with a bunch of audio folks from Epic talking about a technology that they had been co-developing across disciplines called synesthesia, which ties together audio and visuals. Mm. And so if you catch that, you know, they kind of unfold the, the super geekery technology piece of it. And then if, you know, if you were watching in real time, you know, a couple of weeks later, they land this Travis Scott thing, which is just a full on psychedelic audio visual sync between music, visuals, gameplay modes, like everything was tied together. And I think that what they achieved with that was a testament to what is, first of all, possible with Unreal by default, which huge, huge credit to them. And again, like there's some apples to apples. There's some apples to oranges. Why would you choose something other than that? Uh, again, those are the harder choices that take more investigation, but really cool stuff that they're doing. And I thought um, it's great to see what folks are making of it. Yeah, uh, That's gotta be the greatest joy, right? Is like, what do people make with these tools? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I'm boundaries are still pushing Yeah, all the time. Yeah. It, it is crazy how like, I don't know, like when I remember when uh, Mario Kart, was it eight came out or something like that? Or seven on the Wii U, on the Wii? Yeah, I think that's seven, yeah. And I remember it coming out and I was just like, wow, this looks so good. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this could get any better. And then I, I look at Mario Kart 7 or whatever now and I'm just like, Man, this looks so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love that your example is Mario Kart. Like, yeah, well, the, right, yeah. It's, that's not that's not an exactly a, a boundary. No, it's it's totally pushing. It's game. the truest thing though. Like that <laughs> that big moment for me was Devil May Cry two. No, Devil May Cry the right. first one, when because it was right yeah. in the PS one to PS two transition, and I saw <laughs> it and I was like, how can anything ever look this good ever again? <laughs> and now it's all just now it's just a stupid foggy mess like. Devil May Cry one looks terrible. Yeah, yeah, and and for me, like what I saw in that UE four demo or UE five demo, yeah, was incredible. Like just yes. the visuals, like and all that was just, it was just nuts. But also, like it's it's becoming more marginal at this point in terms of th the types of improvements that we're seeing in this. Mm -hmm. So, like, or the difference between this UE five demo and then like the the latest best looking game is maybe just like a little bit better than what it was before in terms of like technology and compared to like N64 versus Super Nintendo. Right, for sure. Yeah, there's never going to be a moment ever again like when, you know, the first reveal of Mario 64 when everybody right. in the crowd was like, <gasps> oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then audible gasps, but yeah. I guess I think like, so while the graphics 
yeah, we're gonna like forever like laugh at the old hotness, right? But yeah. <laughs> but what does improve with every generation that is harder to, to date, or maybe it, it's easier, is dynamics, like how dynamic things are. And I think when they were talking about global illumination and the ability to for things to dynamically light without pre-baking mm -hmm. or dynamic LODs or the dynamic animation system uh, that placed a foot on the right rock as you're climbing up the wall, right? That kind of intelligent dynamics and that kind of that level of fidelity to the dynamics as well. Like we all know janky controls, right? We all know going mm -hmm. back and playing games where the control schemes are laggy or slow or the animations are really clunky, right? And so I think what's more exciting for me with with this evolution is just how much more dynamic we are pushing things to runtime. And now we just saw, we watched a video, right? Right. Like, sure, there was probably a controller and probably a human and they were probably moving it. I believe it. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah. Until it's in your hands, you can't assess that dynamic piece. And so, right. Yeah. I believe it's better. I do. But that'll I always agree, yeah. need to be getting better because that dynamic piece is really that what separates watching a movie from interacting on a screen or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. one of my favorite components of that video was the fact that the character climbing the rock had a scarf on that fell constantly to the dynamics of their body. And it's like, cause, cause clipping scarves and capes always annoys the shit out of me. Cause it, but, and it's <laughs> just like to see that kind of progress made, it's like everything's going to be in the details now. And even just to go back to your point about the dynamics of like control fidelity, like, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, from a controls perspective, is one of the f the finest things I've ever played. Just the satisfaction in how the controls work is absolutely top shelf. And to feel that difference between that and a game from five years before that is already uh, huge on its own. And to know that UE5, at the bottom of UE5, what we just saw is the top of UE4. Like, where we're going to be five years from now with that engine is going to be wild. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be really cool to see what what happens when it gets into people's hands mm -hmm. and the sort of the, the, the limitations that people are going to be able to work around and like just the development of that. I mean, the, the type of scaling that we see in that dynamic capability and just one console or like one and like just anything really, it's going to scale up more and more over time. I love yeah. how we just changed rooms and continued only being the three people who are speaking. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? I was thinking about it too. Like, I, I, the, the blip blipcast stream is is like, oh, hey, Damien, it's nice to it's nice to see you again. Here, it's like, all right, let's let's talk about Mario sixty four and why it's bad just, now. Yeah, nothing has changed at all. We just changed virtual spaces, okay. and now it's like farts and butts. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay, questions though. This is community yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where this I ruined this with my elaborate right. question asking. Yeah. Uh, okay. My my favorite part about group chats yeah. is actually uh, making noises. So community noise making <laughs> minute. Okay. Can someone set a timer? Because unmute your microphone, grab something that makes noise. Because this is what we're doing. We're doing <laughs> noise for one okay. minute. Everyone participates. 
You don't have to be shy. You don't have to have a smart is, question or even great. a not smart question. How many? Uh, you have. Uh, you have your. I, I have a timer. Uh, thirty seconds. Are we doing or what? Yeah, thirty seconds. Sure. <laughs> or, or th- is everyone or ready? Five minutes. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm ready personally. Is there, does everybody have an object? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm just Let's checking the community. All right, three, two, one, go. <sighs> Your favorite sound, that damn balloon. (laughs) All right, done. (laughs) Stop it, please. (laughs) All right, that was fun, guys. Thank you. That was worth that was it. Well, that was well worth okay, it. Okay, so so that hopefully inspired some questions because if you don't come up with questions, we're going to do it again, <laughs> and next time it's going to be ten minutes. <laughs> Somebody hey, please James. ask a question because that's how long. I, we have. I have a question for James actually. James, why did <laughs> how did your dog react? <laughs> oh, my dog was uh, alarmed and very curious <laughs> and wondering what the heck that tamarind was doing right above her head. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, actually, I want to. I want to hear what everyone's sound. Or, I heard everyone's sounds, but I want to know what everyone had in their hands. Actually, oh, yeah. what did you have, Damien? This was this was mine. It was just a tambourine. A, okay, I was trying to find avant-garde ways to play a tambourine and just shaking it. Cool, so. cool. But I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. It was good. And I, I, I got this. Uh, I got this little. That is terrifying <laughs> and lovely at the same time. <laughs> yeah. What'd you have? I had a. Uh, I had a balloon personally. Uh, oh yeah, 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 I saw that. Chris had a few things. It looked like. Yeah, I didn't like my first choice, and I went to. <laughs> yeah, and that was a good half one. Half full can where it wobbles. Ooh. For sure, for sure. It needs to be uh, a little bit more empty. But... Aaron, did you join in? You you name checked the Ambio last year at at the at the morning meetups. Those were awesome. What were you shaking? No mic. No mic. Um, Dis- Discord oh. thinks you have a mic. Yeah, it says it says you have one. But... You needed an emoji storm. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, who else? Uh, Ariel, were you were you on I this? Had a, I have like this little drawer on my desk, and it's full of God knows what, and I was just <laughs> muscling around in it. That's awesome. I saw the clueless Approved. also had something going on. Yeah, I had just a little symbol thing my sister bought when she was in the yeah. Netherlands. I, I heard that. I was like, what? Yeah, drum kit. Like that. <laughs> like it's, it's the thing that makes the most sound. So I thought, why yeah, not? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I like that, Damien. That's a really good way to like get to like <laughs> break some microphone tension. <laughs> break the ice. Yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Plus, we're audio folks, right? And uh, and like Aaron was saying, last year at uh, GDC, we would have these morning meetups, community gatherings, really early in the morning, but. Uh, had one of those Ambio Ambisonic microphones, so spherical array. Oh, nice. And uh, and we would take pauses during the community conversation to make noise for it. Uh, I don't know that I released any kind of library, but, you know, everything from, like, cloth fully, everyone cloth fully for a minute, yeah, yeah. or... Oh, you, like, you can't forget about the one where everybody was cracking their knuckles in a giant circle. 
There was like oh. 45 people cracking Dude. their knuckles around an animal. Oh, that would be so Dude, good. I, did I, Chris, did, did I ever tell you about my first panel that I did? That Maybe it sounds familiar, but tell the children. <laughs> For the very first panel, it was like... It was like 700 people in the audience, and all of them cracked their knuckles at once. It was the <laughs> the most fleshy and disgusting thing I've ever heard in my entire life. What a beautifully and disgusting yeah. sound! I don't I don't really know what to make of it other than that. It's like a bunch of skeletons collapsing in a room. <laughs> did anyone uh, catch any of that crazy, wise live stream that we did two weeks ago? Yeah, absolutely. Anything? What was any anything good? I really want to play with that new synthesizer that lets you dork around with samples and basically generate. The, oh, I forget what was the most example they used. They had like the a impact, glass panel. All the physics stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, yeah. That was a teaser. We haven't done a whole lot of teasing of forthcoming features, so I'm glad to hear that that uh, struck a chord. Yeah. I wish I'd watched it. I think it's still archived on YouTube, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we actually put up a blog post that breaks down each of the presentations as well as deep links into the seven-hour video. So you can jump right into the different sections that are interesting. That's great. Is there anything that you personally would like to see in the future of WISE and like, or like uh, audio programming, like you as somebody that's like working with it every day? So great question. I'll answer it more generally because... <laughs> of course. <laughs> Because like I like to feel like I'm helping to make all of our dreams come true. Yeah. Right? Uh, when I came to Audio Kinetic, I certainly came with opinions. And it's maybe not surprising that everyone at Audio Kinetic has opinions about the future of the tool and the pipeline. And then we have a community of wise authors who also have opinions. And so channeling that is really part of my job. So when you ask, you know, what do I dream for the future? Well, I'm sharing that dream and trying to make that dream a reality. So that's the first half of the answer. The second half, I think, is, is one word, and it's advocacy. So I think back to, like, skills, you know, learning a tool, there are resources. And answering those questions of why or when to leverage a skill or a technique there are people and there are even resources. And I think that the the bigger question in my mind, evolution-wise, is advocacy outside of audio for audio as collaborators. Like in the question of how do we evolve the way that that we interact with other disciplines so that we can simultaneously take the burden off of other disciplines where they might be able to leverage what we have, uh, what audio brings to the table. And then also, you know, how do we work together to, to create that perfect synergy of dynamics across the game in conjunction with audio and vice versa, audio dynamics pushing back at the game. Mm -hmm. And it's really that advocacy piece because, again, tools are there, skill is there. We can even answer some of the whys and the hows for that problem-solving piece you mentioned. But we can't do it alone all the time. Of course. And so that advocacy piece of how do we create and advocate for those opportunities to do the cool thing or to offset someone else's workflow or 
or even contribute to someone else's workflow in a positive way so that audio becomes that linchpin in the development, something you can't live without, something that people are thinking about, something that people are remembering because as an unseen art, audio is hard to put your eyeball on unless you're looking at a waveform or digging through a spectrogram. And so how do you make audio visible for a development team? And how do you advocate for the value of that visibility? So I guess that's the yeah. that's the piece I'll drop. Cool. I dig it. I yeah, dig it for sure. Cool. Yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's not an easy question, I'm sure, but I appreciate the answer for sure. Yeah. Uh, does anybody else have any questions? It's open mic or open comments if you have any. Teenage, we were just talking about the uh, UE5 stuff that came out and how good it was sounding and looked. Hey! Uh, no mic, but curious. I know it d- d- differs from place to place. How, mu- how much sound design does a technical sound designer generally do versus m- doing implementation, etc.? You want to get this, Damien? Or? I think we would all probably have an answer. Yeah. yeah. Mine will be s- super hand-wavy, though. <laughs> like, it's as much or as little as you're comfortable with, really. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, and it depends on, it typically depends on where you're at as well. If you're AAA, then you are you might only be doing programming for sounds. Like Adam Croft, for example, I'm pretty sure he doesn't do any sound design at all. Zero. Zero. None at all. Mm-hmm. But like for myself, like any contract that I pick up, I'm doing all anything mm-hmm. audio, even if it involves programming yeah. or in, integration. So... But I, I'm also not working at Bungie like Adam is. <laughs> right, for sure. So, <laughs> so it's like I'm working on a lot on much smaller stuff or relatively smaller stuff. So it's you know that's kind of and, yeah. and thank you for the high afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does seem to be the 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 rub with a with AAA is like you just there's so many people per team then you just have one person to do one thing like like the guy who makes rocks for wow <laughs> like that's his whole job <laughs> the guy that makes what rocks for wow <laughs> just oh, designs right. rocks and that's it man what a what a life to live i know <laughs> well and it's in in those games where you have such a high level of detail or complexity on many different systems right so grabbing a tiny piece of of one thing sometimes is a really big piece. Yeah, like there's a reason everybody gets separated because every individual piece is so huge and complex. Yeah, I remember working on the the Force Unleashed first one. There were two different physics systems. So there was a Havoc physics system, and then they were using a thing called digital molecular matter. Mm. So two physics systems essentially spent most of my life in physics making sure that that was orchestrated appropriately. And, uh, well, I did other things, but but having someone to handle that piece of it means that other folks can focus on their areas of interest. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Any more questions, anybody? Least favorite sound. Wow. Okay, let me think about it. In a game <laughs> I mean, or be- just in life? I mean, I think we just recorded it earlier, didn't we? Period. <laughs> I used to have an answer for this that was a lot easier to reach for, but uh, but my kids all grew up, so they don't s- scream and cry anymore. <laughs> well, well played. Well played. I mean, do, do you have those sounds that, I think we all do, those ones that make your teeth hurt, you know? Yeah, it was even just talking about Knuckles. 
Oh, really? Is that one of them? Uh, it's, you know, there's a shutter response there. But that, <laughs> you start talking about that, and I think we just go ASMR, and all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> what's good for one person is not so good for another, right? Yeah, for sure. Squeaky styrofoam's a good answer. I know I've got a good answer in here somewhere. I'm trying to think about Yeah, it for me, it's something, it's, it's like the nails on a chalkboard kind of sounds that, like, yeah, like I, I can't think of any specifically right now that like I just can't stand, but um, the Slack notification sound. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true dip. Yeah, yeah. so funny. <laughs> that means someone has notes. <laughs> oh man, I one time snapped at a guy because he he put one too many strips of packing tape on a box. Like he just. <laughs> And then he just kept doing it, and he did like five in a row, and I was like, Les, would you just, please? <laughs> oh, man. That was, it almost caught me by surprise how upsetting it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. ASMR. Absolutely. Like I said, there's an ASMR for everything that people mm-hmm. hate, I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. But fascinating time. If you ever get a chance, the 20,000 Hertz podcast mm. uh, has so a great... Good episode on asmr that was really great aaron did you just add that as a mod the slack notification (laughs) the slack logo i I did not make you a mod so that you could use the slack add the slack logo as an emote what's wrong with you (laughs) i'm for it i'm for it it's getting raw in here oh my goodness oh man and he made it even a little emoji for things that's beautiful that's great i didn't mean to interrupt damien uh no no that's good yeah the the twenty thousand hertz asmr episode (laughs) well just everything that dallas does over there with his team that podcast is is gold right that yeah, their their episode about audio illusions was top quality. Interesting. Yeah, I, really I, I, I remember really meeting Dallas and his wife years ago at GDC. They were trying to figure out what this whole game audio thing was. They've been working in post for a long time, and just the greatest people That's to good. hang with. They're based out of DC, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At least yeah. historically, nice. they always were. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I think uh, one of the blip boys mac he's i think he's friends with him actually um nice. like, and he's based out of dc so that's that's kind of cool um, awesome yeah yeah uh yeah i need to listen to the podcast though the audio illusions one sounds really interesting does it go over like sound design like sound fully kind of audio illusions or is it like does how deep does that go it talked like the laurel yanny thing that was popular I don't know, last year, sometime year before. And then also like there's, I don't remember what it's called, but it's that illusion where you have something that the layering sounds of that go up and also down at the same time to give this sense of like a constant escalation that never has a peak at the top. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it was really good. I don't, I don't know how to answer yeah, that question. In I'll, terms I'll just, of depth, I'll just go listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> you should absolutely, everybody or, or should, should I, listen to or it. Or should we it. just play so, it now so for like the, for an yeah, let's just sit here and collectively <laughs> listen to it in silence. And then and, and, <laughs> that'll and be every super easy to edit. Say, oh, that one, that was good. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <it's> <laughs> <laughs> um, we're we're about at the at that time to wrap things up here. Um, yep. But Damien, thank you so much for joining. Is there anything you'd like to plug or share or anything before we wrap this up? No, it's just great to see the community. Great to be part of it. I appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Oh, plug. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Hey, on Friday, uh, that's this Friday. That's like two days from now. 
Ooh. There is going to be an audio kinetic live stream from oh, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Cool. We're going to do a hands-on with two developers at Audio Kinetic spatial audio integration in the Wise Adventure game. So it's going to start Exciting. out with fundamentals of spatial audio. We're going to do that whole live stream thing where we're just kind of taking our time, taking questions as they come up from folks in the chat and really just trying to unpack this idea of spatial audio across all the different things that that means and then getting like deep into authoring that using unity and wise in the wise adventure game cool so that's rad friday three o'clock eastern that's gonna be on Either. youtube right twitch we have a twitch Ooh. channel oh, okay cool what's yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. What the, we the, we dual streamed that um that the the online expo. expo. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, cool, cool. I think we're just gonna fall back on Twitch for the win. So Okay, cool, cool. Good stuff. Uh stay tuned for uh stay tuned for that, everybody. And uh, hope to see ya. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, thanks so much for joining Damien and uh Dig it. We'll we'll catch you next time. Thanks again. Good to see, see everyone. You. See you guys. You too. Right, done. <laughs>